does I that mean, mean that we, we're 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 recording we're live right now <laughs> well you know oh my god let's uh, well yeah not live but uh we're, we're live recording. enough man we're we're as live as recording gets i'm gonna bring my i we can we can do this okay have a little table right there more like uh you know hate to hate to divvy us up here but uh if it helps for uh, a place to put the tea right right and yeah you can cheers cheers bud yeah, hot toddy action. Hot toddy action going on right here, ladies and gentlemen. This is the funniest thing to put a cup holder <laughs> on this old ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I don't give a damn. It's just for the sake of balance. I'll cheers with that as well. Yeah, bud. Cheers. Double cheers. There it is. There it is. I'll do my ninja maneuvering. You're killing the ninja maneuvering. Um, Am I coming up? Let's see what. Yeah, looks looks like I'm coming up here. Yeah, you're coming up really well. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me go ahead and just start with with one thing, and then I'll just do the intro. Yeah. And then man. after that, doesn't matter where we go, what happens. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't don't even worry about meltdown. It's just you know, technology, just before us who cares right right yeah. I, I i'm kind of ensconced in it oh well, a little then bit. good yeah, yeah. I, I love it yeah i um i'm not afraid of it by any means it, uh, it looks good awesome um yeah so uh let's do this howdy howdy ladies and gentlemen my name is Corey elder and i'm here today with roderick august on the lost podcast roderick thank you for hey. joining us hey what's up man yeah you know <laughs> nothing much nothing much uh you, you down for a little cheers action hey of course you know it man Let's make it happen. The, these Walmart sexy looking whiskey glasses. Thank you. I would Walmart. have thought at the very <laughs> least these were Target. So color me. In right? Pro- <laughs> okay. I don't, know if, I don't know how they feel about that, but I'm, I feel good about it, man. There it is right there. There it is. Um, Roderick, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll just I'll just get straight to the point. I, I met you at Jane's Hideaway and right. in Printer's Alley in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And... As soon as I saw the venue that you were in, where you were playing, how the night was going, I was like, yes, I want to talk to this guy. Thanks, man. Um, of course, yeah. I was fortunate enough to catch you on a night where there weren't a ton of people at Jane's Hideaway. And we yeah. know that it can get pretty packed from time yeah. to time. And um, so I was lucky enough to get a front row seat. <laughs> it's a good um, night. Yeah, yeah it, it's always a good night when yeah. you can get that front row seat. And, you know, I just saw you pouring your passion into it as if it was a packed arena and you were having so much fun up there you had such a big smile on your face Always, and right? exactly and so you know the the main idea in what's been going on in, in my own life is that i've been trying to find a sense of direction and you know i i want basically what i saw up there on that stage is that i am living my best life and I am doing what I am n- not only love, right? A lot of people do a lot of stuff that they love. And uh, I love a lot of things. I love music. I love theater. I love food. I love et cetera. I love sports. That's awesome, man. Yeah, right? Like, like, like uh, when you say theater, like, what are, what are we talking here? Like, uh, like plays, um, um, like musical, like Les Mis, what are we talking? Right. I, um, I remember in particular when I was a, a sophomore in college, we went and saw a college production of... Um, it was called Three Little Birds. Okay. Um, it's not a Bob Marley adaptation. Is no, it? Okay. no, no, no. Pretty sweet. I man. wish. I wish. Yeah. I was smoking a lot be at the a time. Really smoky <laughs> theater room. Yeah, it would. You know, some really happy, you know, theater goers, right? Right, yeah. right. Some really excited yeah. theater goers. Yeah. 
Um, it's and backstage. <laughs> but both, but what's crazy about that is both the people on stage and the people off of stage yeah. would be sharing in the same experience. It'd be great. Three little uh, birds by my doorstep, man. Right, but right. it wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't that, no. Uh, now I think about it, I probably got the name wrong. I was thinking of the Bob Marley. Well, it should have been Three Little Birds. They did it wrong. Now, now we know. Right. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, how can I How can I help there? Okay, duly noted. If that's not pulling your neck. Sorry, for those who are, uh, who are listening, we are adjusting a microphone, um, a headphone cable it's really right. boring technical stuff so don't worry about it <laughs> uh i i hope everybody knows i'm in i'm loving this right, right now I, I, every part of this i'm loving um this is so much too, fun man. um good stuff and you know i I'm, I'm a big fan of theater and uh, you know i love it when i watch it right yeah. but i don't think that i'd want to get on stage and that being said i i saw what you're doing and you don't just love music, right? I, I I can tell you this right now for everybody who's listening. I'm currently sitting, not in my studio. I'm sitting in Roderick's studio. Yeah, um, it's a humble and abode. A, a humble abode that has uh, sound pads everywhere. What what did you call them? Sound pounds. Uh, I like sound pounds better. Right. But, um, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think most people would call them sound panels. Okay, I, I I'm gonna start now calling them sound pads. So right, what, what is it? Did you call them? I called it a sound pad, but sound pounds. I'll go with sound pads. We okay, have, we have sound pads here because we're it's how we roll. Because that's how we roll. That's and how we roll. they're red and black, and they're they're all over the room. Every wall that you look at, it's actually orange. Because has... it's like, but it's the, the the lighting in here is is very. You want it to get brighter? You want to feel the heat? Oh, you Let's need to get something. up out the street if you can't Hold take on. the heat. Hold on, people. Let's try this. Oh, this is about... Oh, wow, the lights are on. Too much? Uh, a little bit too much. <laughs> I would prefer it if the lights were off. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was a lot, but I, I appreciate that. Yeah, also, so if you're That's listening, we have, <laughs> we have two stage lights as well sitting right in front of us. We have a giant Apple monitor... A Bible placed in front of it. Gotta have the, yeah, the Bible. We yeah. have what? What's the name of this? Is a recording? Oh, it's just a, it's just an interface to get everything kind of tracked into the software here, so we can send it off to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Apollo, Apollo Twin, Apollo you Twin know, recording pretty, interface. Yeah, a lot of people use that these days, but. Uh, an electronic keyboard of in sorts. front of us, <laughs> right? Of <laughs> sorts, of sorts. Um, two speakers, two JBL speakers um, on on either side of the room. Um, we've, we've got fairy lighting going on. A lot of fairies. A lot of fairies. A lot of fairies. And we've got two incredible quality microphones in front of us. And so, this is a long way of saying Roderick August is so passionate about music. Not just in love, very passionate about music, and so oh, I saw that's that. Very sweet of you to to acknowledge what what has brought me into uh, <laughs> financial waves, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all been worth it. <laughs> fair play, fair play. So I, I kind of want to talk a little bit uh, about those things because the entire idea of this of this podcast is I hope that one day. There is one person, one of our listeners, hears this and is like, you know what, Rod, Rod, what Roderick is doing, I'm willing to do. I'm willing to take that dive. So I was wondering if you could go ahead and take me back to 
kind of the moment when music went from being, oh, I really enjoy doing music, I like playing the guitar, I like singing, to I think I'm going to go for it. Yeah, well, I think I, 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 was, I always felt like really weird without other musicians on on stage so basically i didn't start doing the solo thing until 2017 mm-hmm. and um up until then i had been back in california for about a year and some change um from nashville okay which i was i mean it's been it's been a here and there kind of journey but basically um i was in nashville until that time and when I was in, when I went back to California during this time, I, I was kind of trying to figure things out, soul searching and all that stuff. And California, I feel, is a tough place to find your soul. I was trying right. though. <laughs> it's was, an easy place to lose it. <laughs> yes, I was trying to find it, and it was it was a little tough. So I think I started doing these uh, kind of one-off jobs. I I did get offer. Um, some decent jobs during the time I was there, but I refused to do them because the schedule was, was just so demanding of what I, from what I really wanted to do, which was music, of course. And at that point, so when you say you got offered yeah. some decent jobs, you mean outside of music? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was decent for me. Like, you know, I got offered to be a manager of, um, I met someone who owned basically like, all of the big, you know, larger farmers markets in the city oh, of no Los kidding. Angeles, okay. and and she ran like the ones in Hollywood and Malibu and and mm. um, and um, Calabasas and all that stuff. So she offered me a full time position to kind of manage that. And it, at the time, it sounded great because like I love agriculture and 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 farming and the culture of it and all that stuff. I have a lot of respect for it, mm-hmm. being from Oxnard. Um, For reference, by the way, he has a garden right outside of his house right now. On the other <laughs> side of the wall that I'm looking at, is there a is a garden. Yes, it's working its way to finally becoming a garden. Right now, it's just a pile of of, <laughs> of, of, of compost with sprouts coming out of it. But, you know, give it another two weeks and some rain. But, um, okay, so basically, you'd ask what kind of sparked it, right? Like, what kind of made me want to go full? Yeah. Okay. And And talk about that moment you know talk about the spark and talk about the moment that you were like yeah and what that felt like yeah well basically like where i was working these kind of one-off jobs and stuff like that it was just getting so stressful it felt like there was a bucket that i was trying to fill water into that just had like holes all over the bottom of it interesting and like no matter how much effort and i did put a lot of effort into i would save a bunch of money like i was doing like postmates and god knows what else and i would i would work my ass off doing postmates i would you know do like twenty five hundred dollar months and this and that but from that which sounded you know at least survivable um from that there'd be like car troubles for just from all the driving there'd be this there'd be that i'd have to repair this you know flat tires i got in car accident in hollywood and it just dawned on me like man if I'm going to struggle at this, I'd rather, you know, struggle towards something that I actually care about. So, I don't know. I think it was June 2017. I said, screw all this. And I I, I saw a YouTube video of a band. I forget the name of the band, but they basically were telling, like, other musicians, like, how to book your own tour. Mm. How to book your own, 
you know, this and that. So I, I got online and I started looking for venues between here and Nashville because I knew it's where I wanted to end up. Here being California? I'm sorry, yeah. So I was in California at the time. Okay. And I was trying to book a tour out of California just to get out of there and just mm-hmm. leave. I didn't want to come back. And I know that sounds a little hardcore, but like I didn't care at that point. So I booked this tour, um, and I've pretty much been doing that ever since, and it's been highs and lows to it. But yeah, man, that was the decision. I just, I was, you know, we had a lot of fires coming through California at that time as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was just a very depressing time to be in California, not to mention everything going on in my own personal stuff. Mm -hmm. It felt like a sign. It just felt like the time to leave. Right. If, uh, you know, I... I completely understand what you're talking about with the idea of when you're doing the wrong thing. Um, there, there's, there's a book that I love. I rave about it. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. It's by David Dida, D-E-I-D-A. Um, it's probably, name. Yeah, great name, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah if, David, if you ever hear this, it's a punk band, shout man. out to you. Yeah. 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 Um, so the boy David Dida, uh, the man David Dida, he, he has this this theory that basically life when you're doing the wrong thing will test you over and over and over again. And, um, you know, what it sounds like is your life was putting you in that position. It was saying, Hey, you're not meant to do Postmates, right? Why does it test you in that situation? Like, what is the, is there a purpose for the test in your opinion? Right. Or or at least in Dida's, you know, in his opinion, I don't know. Is it like what? Why the test? Good question. Yeah. So I don't think Dida himself actually dives into that, um, but Elder might. Um, so I think that it's uh, personally listening to your story at least, um, and the little bit that I've I've learned um, from the story so far. I would say that the idea is, like you said, if I'm going to struggle, I'm going to struggle doing what I love, right? So right now, if um, I don't know, like something music related, something falls through, right? You were telling me about a story earlier um, where there was a little bit of con, um, there, there is a little bit of conflict between yourself and another band, uh, and we won't mention anybody by name. Um, that being said, you were like, "I'm going to deal with this," and you were happy to deal with it, and and you looked at it, and you were you know proud to tell me about the story, and you weren't like, "I'm proud that this happened." But you're like, I'm glad that I dealt with it. I'm glad that I dealt with it in the way that I did. Because it all worked out, yeah. I think even if it didn't work out, right? Like, I think that uh, inevitably, if at the end of that situation, right, um, admittedly it was a monetary issue, if at the end of it nothing had come from it, right, if there were, you know, an empty bucket at the end of the night, I think you'd be like, I stood by who I was. Yeah, and just just for the, the folks listening, like, I think in short, without going into too much detail what what Corey is alluding to is um basically just like understanding that what you're worth and not being afraid to um politely not egotistically but politely remind that to people who may not be appreciating that but whom you have to um work with at the time being it's okay to acknowledge your worth right like it's right. you know that's a, it's important um people will some people not everyone but there are some people who will kind of uh try to step on you if you 
if you make it look like that's an okay thing to do. Right, guess, right. You know? Snakes in the grass, as it were. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good to you know stand up for yourself if you have to. Not it doesn't have to be violent or 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 negative. It could be a positive thing mm. standing up for yourself. You know? Right. Yeah. I think it's always a positive thing. Yeah. And um, kind of to to put a bow on the question that you asked earlier, why? Are there some situation, or like, why does life test you when you're doing things wrong? I don't think you view what happened there as a test. While, you know, you were talking about the car accident in Hollywood, you alluded to it earlier. Um, that's like purely a financial test in a job that you weren't happy with, right? This is an, also a financial test, what we were just talking about, or the finances were involved. Yet you looked at it, and even just now, like we we decided to take a moment and tell tell the listeners, hey, it's about standing up for yourself. So it was a different type of test. Yeah, it was a qualitative test in your right. own life because you know what you want and you know what your value is, and your value is outside of money. Right. But when you're doing the wrong thing, I think it always loops back to the same type of value. Right. Yeah, it felt like a video game, man. And I right. think a lot of people listening can probably relate if you've gone through anything like this like when you get on those bad spells and you feel like you're trying to break out of it but it just keeps repeating it mm-hmm. feels like a like a, either i don't know a horror movie or a bad video mm, game right. or some kind of bad trip or that's kind of how it feels like and yeah I, I i knew i had to do something drastic to break that cycle i didn't want to be subtle about it i knew that the next move i made was gonna be a big ridiculous but genuine move and Mm -hmm. for me i couldn't think of anything more genuine than that than leaving everything i know and performing america by myself because i just didn't give a damn right i knew it would be dangerous and yeah i did meet some really shady people out (laughs) there yeah you did and i had to you know kind of play it cool on some towns that i went into because you didn't know which way it was going to go but with that being said, I respected everyone wherever I went. I showed love wherever I went. Mm-hmm. There are some snakes out there in America who who lurk in dive bars who will take advantage of that if you let them. But right. you got to respect yourself and respect others, and you know you'll you should be you should be okay if you do that. I think mm-hmm. you know that's something that I'd like to loop back to um in, in a little bit um yet before we get to that point i want to ask you hop in the car is it the same mustang that you have right now yes sir yes sir same mustang gray yeah. mustang beautiful beautiful seats still i love the car yeah 100, at this still going still trying to see where it goes american made yeah that, <laughs> just just to say that that is a ford mustang so the 20 2012 13 i don't know one of those years well, but, uh, somewhere around there still still doing the job right tween years yeah. of uh of the of the 2010s and stuff it's just, of the tw- it's just 20s. a v6 ladies and gentlemen i'm not i'm not out here killing myself in america with a v8 trying mm-hmm. to do cross-country tracks there okay right, just, right. <laughs> make it work with a v6 <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying so so you hop in the car right out of curiosity did you talk with your family and your friends like this is what i'm doing was it kind of just like I'm over it. Like I'm, I'm day before. You were like, "Hey, guess what, guys? All my stuff's already packed. I'm on my way." Kind of talk to me about the process of getting everything into your car, and then yeah, after that, 
well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Talk well, to me if, about if, the process. If, if I tell you just straight up how it went, you would, you know, most people listening would probably think that I was a jerk for the way that I left. But I think you would have to understand the context of my family. I'm not going to go into it too much, but I will say that, um, you know, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of trauma. And I'm sure anyone who comes from a, a kind of trauma vibe of a childhood or whatever, you, you know, it came up in a way where there was a lot of old things resurfacing that were becoming very toxic in my life once again things that had not been resolved um amongst um my family who i love by the way but there was just issues that were resurfacing that you know so in short i didn't tell anybody um mm. except for my niece who I thought was too innocent to just <laughs> disappear on. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was the only like person in this situation who was truly innocent and deserved to know that I was going to be gone tomorrow. That's crazy. It wasn't to be brutal to, you know, my sister or my mother or my father. Like I love all of them, but they knew there was something brewing. Cause I was very vocal about my discomfort in this, in the situation of where I found myself and if they didn't know something was coming, then, I'd, you know. But I did tell my niece, she's the only person I told, and, you know, she's she's a kid. She was, like, seven at the time. I don't even know if she comprehended what I was telling her. Right, what I, that actually means. Yeah. Right? But like, hey, I'm going to go to the other side of the country. Yeah. Okay, when are you going to be back here? <laughs> she just laughed and kind of like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Just laughed, okay, well, she. I could tell she, you know. But she was playing my guitar when I told her. And then she was, I was teaching her, like, you know, I was teaching her Goodbye Yellow Brick Road on piano at the time, and I was teaching her a few other things on guitar. But I told her, like, listen, I love you. I just want to tell you, I, I, I can't stay here anymore. And I want you to know that I love you, and I'm going to be, um, you know, back as soon as I'm able to, and it makes sense. But, you know, right now it doesn't make sense. You know, this is all to a seven-year-old. You know, mm -hmm. I was more so talking to myself, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Just imagine, like, that cliche movie scene where, like, Adam Sandler or someone is having an intense conversation with a kid, but you can tell he's just <laughs> dishing on all his baggage. Right. Like, that's basically probably what that was. Just a non... A, a, a person that you can speak with. You know it's a person, right? It's, it's your seven-year-old yeah, niece. Yeah. And you're like... Maybe you don't understand empathy or sympathy or, no. or judgment, and that's why you're the perfect audience yeah, right it's, now. It's, it's, she, has, she had no judgment. She had no none of that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I told her that, and then, but yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, sorry to beat around the point here, but I'm basically... I'm loving it. Go ahead. I, I packed in secret, man. Like, I, I crammed that Mustang, like, to the T with everything I needed, not even necessarily to live, but everything I needed to tour. And... um I left a lot of things in California that I would later have shipped back to Tennessee years later, but I took what I needed to make a living as a touring musician, you know, just gear, basically gear and mm. clothes, toothbrush, um, you know, backpack, all that stuff. And I, I just, I just went, you know, and it, it, it worked. I remember my, my first gig was in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is a bit of a, you know, six hours from where I departed from. Right, but, right. But um, 
It was great. It's uh, not near the border, just so everybody no. knows. It's like a middle of the state, northern Arizona. Yeah, and the, yeah. you know, for those of you who don't know, there are pine trees in Arizona. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> in one town. <laughs> in one town, yeah, it snows there, people. Believe it or not, I didn't see a single tumbleweed, but it was it was beautiful. I think that night was like. I cheers, hit that bud. cheers again. Cheers, yeah. Bud. yeah Every time you pick it up, I'm cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm drinking whiskey neat, and we got a hot toddy going on over yep. here. Hot toddy for the hot toddy. Yes. You know what they call <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I, I want to join. I'm drinking my tea separate. Anyways, um, that first gig was kind of like a litmus test, so to speak, of like how, what the momentum was going to be. Yeah. So did you kind of. Did you put a lot of pressure on that gig? Do you remember sitting in your car and thinking to yourself, I know you do breathing exercises before a gig now. Oh, not then I wasn't. I was an emotional wreck back then, probably. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't <laughs> so doing any meditation. You're looking at the building, right? What, what's the name of the venue? Do you remember? It was, um, oh man. What was the name? They had, they had a couple locations. They had one in Flagstaff and... I'm blanking on the name. I'd have to go back to my bands in town itinerary, but if you saw the name, you'd know the name. Oh yeah, it, I, I could give it. you a list of fifty names and be like, one of these is it. Yeah, you'd be well, like, it was that. This was like one of the spots that bands would play in, in Flagstaff. I just blanking on the name, but um, I was on the bill with a uh, with a folk trio out of um, Lawrence, Kansas, called the Big Sky. Shout out to the big sky. Do you still talk to him? Every now and then, I'm just on Instagram. I mean, they're really sweet people, mm. um, really talented. And, you know, they would just gather around one microphone and, you know, it was a banjo no and guitar and harmonica. And it was very, like, American roots, like, you know, folk kind of right. music. Right, a little bluegrassy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And it was really good stuff, um, great vocals and... Yeah, man, it was just such a fun night. Like, I ended up, um, they basically talked me out of getting a Motel 6, and I went and, like, stayed with them that night. No we just, kidding. Like, drank whiskey and played dominoes all night. Yes. Like, in, in, a, in a trailer somewhere in the forest of, I thought I was going to be murdered, but that was okay. <laughs> like Sometimes those are the best nights. Yeah, yeah, like, listen, just to be clear, like, I was, I was... I was ready. I was ready for you whatever re- happened, you know? Yeah. I, I wasn't suicidal. I was, it was just more of like my life had already, I felt, gotten as off course as one's life can get. Therefore, there's nothing that could come next that would terrify me. Right. So yeah. I was ready for it. You so, know? I had fun. It was great. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't get chopped into pieces. It was great. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for our listeners, by the way, there is a specific... So I saw Roderick play earlier today. I met him before today. But I saw Roderick play earlier today. Roderick currently plays um, on Saturdays at a uh, at a spot called The Stillery. Yes, in uh, what, what area of Nashville? Is that Midtown. Midtown, Nashville. I'm at downtown, but yeah. Right. Mainly Midtown location. Nashville Tennessee, yep. Mm-hmm. So the Stillery in Midtown, and as well, Roderick also plays on Sunday evenings at Jane's Hideaway. That's right. That's where I met him. That being said, he was playing tonight. It's a Friday, uh, Friday night at the Stillery, and we were it's filling in for someone tonight. Yeah, yeah. After the show, he um, he came up and he sat down and he was talking about exactly what he just said. And there's a specific moment 
Uh, and I, I don't think I'll ever forget this. And, and you looked me in my eyes, and, and I never took this in like the, oh, he's suicidal or anything like that. You said, I was ready to die. You know, there there is anything could have happened in your life, right? But you, you knew, okay, if I'm following the music and I die in the process, right? You're alone in your car and you're you're interacting with people that you've never met before. In Flagstaff, your closest friends are probably in Ventura, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And um which as he alluded to earlier is a 6 is a 6-hour drive. So, you know, maybe 800 miles. The state of California away essentially. Yeah. Um and that's if you lay it flat, right? That's if from north to south, the state of California. And um and and you were ready to die. And so, yeah, and talk about that. Well, I know that sounded like dark, but I think, yeah, it, it, it was not a suicidal statement. It was more along the lines of, you know, I, I think one, once you reach your limit, I think anyone who's kind of gone through it, and what I mean is just if you keep getting kind of kicked down in life after a while, you are just, you, you, don't, you don't care what's behind the next door. Mm. You know, you're, you're just you just know you don't want to be in this, you know, room anymore, so to speak. You're ready to go through whatever that next mm. door is mm. because it's going to be different from where you're at, and that might be okay. So I think that's where I was. I was I was ready for that next door, and um, for me, I I love the sense of adventure of just you know getting out there in America on Interstate 40. Mm. Beautiful interstate to drive, by the way. Yeah, well, most parts, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, All but the Texas. state of New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I'll, I'll, I will trade you um, your disdain for New Mexico for my disdain of North Texas. Oh, but Amarillo's okay. in North Texas. I yeah. They Amarillo by morning. Yeah, yeah. If you like the smell of cows just <laughs> constantly like going poo, that's great. Complete no. side note, really quickly. Yeah. I was driving through northern Texas with my friend Michael Garner one time. Shout out to him. And um, I looked off to the side of the road, and this changed my entire opinion on it. I looked off to the side of the road. There's a lot of cows, and there's just one cow that's got its tail up in the air. Like, oh. I've never seen a cow with its tail up in the air. Oh, man. And this thing just oh, no. gave out the most oh, hearty. No. And that was it. Like, it just was screaming moo. Oh, there was no, like, projectile? Oh, no projectile or anything. It was just just a passionate moo. I looked at that cow, and I was like, if I could be as passionate about whatever I'm doing in life as that cow is about its moo, I'm doing it right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you get bored at 4 a.m. one night, and you want to YouTube this, animals are weird as hell, and you made me think of something, because you, you guys can YouTube this. I think Planet Earth, one of those shows, like Discovery Channel, they, there's a footage of this mouse. <laughs> it like will crawl up to the top of a leaf. That's how small this damn thing is. Okay. This mouse, really rainforest or something. And they have to slow down the audio to hear what it's actually doing. But this mouse like lets out a roar. No way. Like, in the middle of the forest. <laughs> and I guess like other mice find it impressive. <laughs> but like if you're a dude just walking in the forest, you just hear it. I guess other mice you know find I mean? it impressive. It's funny because it's true. Like yeah, you know, like, like, you know all the other like I, I don't know if it's a male or a female mice, but the other genders like. What is that like a mating mm, call? Like oh, probably. Man. That's like you don't even hear it. Anyways, yeah, animals are fascinating people. So there you go. Like that. I don't want that remind me of it, but right. 
you know, that's 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 what happens on the road. Right. You know? So I, I weirdness. I, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. I took us off topic a little bit. I, I um, took us further off topic. <laughs> we're all going off topic. It's okay. It's fun. Um, but you're you're sitting. You know, you you've got you've got this. You're playing with this. Tri- you're on the ticket with this trio called Big Sky. Yes, my dear sir. I was just thinking yeah, the same thing a moment ago. Then. He uh, he grabbed the whiskey just so everybody's aware. Yeah, we're drinking we're drinking Jack Rye tonight. In so case we were too on <laughs> too on yeah, topic. Yeah. Uh, um, just make sure. Right. Um, so you know you're 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 on the ticket, the trio ticket with or the tri- ticket with the trio Big Sky. And you're you're walking in before you you meet them and the dominoes and everything like that. Your heart's got to be racing, yeah. Yeah, it was like uncertainty. I was, you know, I think anyone would be afraid because you know I think whatever happens that night, it's gonna affect your perception of of what the rest of it is gonna be like. It could either be really good and and amp you up a little bit so to speak to kind of continue or it can be really negative and make the whole <laughs> like where the hell am i kind of yeah. like man i'm far from home i'm about to be even further tomorrow and then the day after that just yeah how do you push on yeah but it ended up being really good you know we were actually double booked that night and you and big sky you mean or you were me and uh, big sky yeah like there wasn't supposed to be two acts there oh no but kidding the promoter um made some kind of slip up and i gave him a call and he's like oh man i'm sorry to his defense he did the right thing and he kept us excuse me he kept us both on the ticket and paid us both you know it's like 300 bucks right yeah you know it's better for me than it was for them because i'm just one person you know right um and that that's that's great that's more than what it took to get there um, or at least in terms of profit or whatever. You're in the green, but, right? Yeah, exactly. You're in the green. But anyways, he did the right thing. He kept us both on the ticket and we both played. And because of that, we got to meet. And yeah, they're great people. Mm. Shout out to Kansas, man. You guys you guys got some nice people. I don't know if it's the corn up there or what's going on. I know it's a stereotype, but you guys do have a lot of corn. Right. Um, but you know, yeah, it was it was a great night, but it went really well. Um, I got... I got in the car the next morning and drove out of this beautiful, like, woodland um, part of of where I was staying up in Flagstaff in the mountains. And, you know, it was, I think it was, like, the beginning of, like, early summer. It was just really beautiful out. And it, it, the future felt optimistic. You know what I mean? And I think that next night I went on into, like, I don't know. I think I was in New Mexico for a few nights after that. Sorry. I loved it, man. No, we're in New Mexico. Mexico. Oh man, I loved it. I I played in Taos, okay, and then I played in Tierras, which is basically like I was just just outside of Albuquerque. So, out of curiosity, how I know you saw this music, uh, this video from this band um, that was telling you how to book spots, right? What What was it? How do you do it? And also, did you have anything booked the moment that you left Ventura? Did you have Flagstaff booked, or did yeah, you just? Yeah, okay. I didn't want to leave until I had a full lineup and a full tour that was solidified. Okay. Otherwise, I you know just I, I'm okay with chaos, but I'm I'm not okay with being unprepared. Yeah, like, I want to do what I can. You yeah, know what I mean, you want to jump, but not into oblivion. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I can help it. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So basically, what I found in that. And that band who was kind of kicking some knowledge on the YouTube was on the, um, tubes. On the tubes 
was uh, basically just, you know, it was basically the things that I always knew. I just needed someone else to tell me. Just be persistent. And, you know, you got to know what is fair to ask for in terms of, like, payment, you know? You know, if, if you're showing up and you're playing for three hours, you know, on the road, it's not uncommon to ask for, you know, between... 150 and a few hundred bucks depending on the right. place you know right and that's not bad like if you're doing that every night i mean it's hard to do that every night because it typically ends up being a weekend thing but you know you can find places that'll take that'll book you on the week weeknights that being said that was basically the gist of it was like you know um you want to space the gigs out in a way where you're not driving too much per day like you want to okay. preferably be driving between three and to my own comfort, maybe six, seven hours tops per day. And even that is a lot of driving, but that kind of makes the most sense for gas, for hotel. Right, right. Mo- you're not doing any hotels if you're an independent musician. You're going to do motel. You're sleeping in your car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah if that. Yeah, you're yeah. probably going to sleep, which is definitely, I did that probably half of the trip. It's not uncommon. I mean, that's just what you do, you know? Right. Like every musician talks about, sleeping in their car on tour like i don't you know from green day to phoebe bridgers to god knows who else bob like, seger everybody even sleeping in the bus right okay well there yeah. you go I mean, bob seger did it it's okay folks you know i so i think you did you have the first night that you slept in your car i don't know if you had ever slept in your car before then um was it kind of like a sense of pride like yeah, I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm following the footsteps of of Green Day, of of Bob Seger, etc. Of Hank Williams. Of Hank Williams Good old himself. Hank, just don't have the cool 1940 Chevrolet to boot for it, but mm. that's okay. Just um, so everybody knows, Hank Williams became famous in the 50s too, right? 55. I thought it was uh was he was he kind of out doing his thing in the late 40s? Was it? I think he might have been he's doing like that, pre, but, but that's like why he had... Little Richard, right? Little Richard was like 50, 55, right? Definitely yeah. pre-Little Richard. Yeah. Yeah, pre-Little pre Richard. Richard. Yeah. Um, pre-Little Richard, maybe maybe post-T-Bone Walker, I don't know. I think Rock Around the Clock was 55. Okay. Yeah, well, he was definitely a superstar in the 50s, but... Okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there, I guess, but... Yeah, the the only reason I brought that up is because I was like, look, he was still sleeping in his car. Oh yeah, and, and like you know that it took him. Well, no, that guy got kicked out of Nashville because he was drunk. Are you serious? <laughs> a little context, a little context. Talk to me, man. A little context. We're gonna, we're gonna sidetrack here. This is important, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> yeah, we got, uh, okay, so Hank Williams, um, he was a member of the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, as we all know, but. Okay. As some may have forgotten, um, he would show up to these gigs at the Grand Ole Opry just plastered, just fucking just, wasted. <laughs> um, no, no kidding. All due respect, like God, God rest his soul. He is the great. I, I, anyone who knows me knows that I love Hank Williams. But that being said, um, yeah, he got he got kicked out of the Grand Ole Opry, and he couldn't really work in Nashville after that. So he went down to I believe it was somewhere in South Alabama. They mm-hmm. had they had basically like Alabama's version of the Grand Ole Opry down there, and it didn't it didn't catch fire, but it was big back then. And mm, it didn't okay. it didn't last okay. like the Grand Ole Opry lasted. Obviously, we still talk about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I forget the name of what was going on in South El- Southern Alabama. Um, but basically, yeah, he went down there and he, he got a lot of work. He met a, he met a, he met a beautiful, um, lady down there, got married and then finally found good grace again with the folks of Nashville. With Nashville and the Opry. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they invited him back and sadly he, he wasn't around too much longer after that. Uh, but, I was really hoping a yeah. part of me deep down was like sadly he came back and, and he was he wasted. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came back and he lived forever. And he, you know? he lived forever yeah. and we're so happy about it. No, but that's yeah, so he was he was he was asked to leave. Uh you know, he the the man liked his whiskey. We 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 have that in common, but yeah, I'm trying. I don't want to get kicked out of Nashville anytime soon. Right. We'll try and play it easy on that. Well, I think Nashville now is a little bit more open to the idea of, you know, having a few before you get on stage. Is I that feel the like, one thing we can thank Bro Country for? You, pro- is, you know? Is that the one the, the, thing we're going to, th- yeah, we can thank him for that. We can right? thank him for yeah. that, yeah. Just including yeah. it in every song, we can thank him for that. Yeah. yeah. You know? At least back then, you know, they tried to. Try to hide it, right? Right now, some... now, now it's just like I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> tonight, clink, I saw. Our glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Well, well, cheers. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah. This is how you do in summertime in Tennessee, folks. Yeah. May May I also be clear yeah. that tonight when I saw when I saw Roderick, uh, I mean the, the the establishment that he's playing at was giving him alcohol. So like literally, your employer was saying, going, "Hey, man. just you know, yeah. here here you are," and. um I'm pretty sure it's free for you as well, right? Yeah, I mean they well people buy you know, people buy you stuff and so now I like I like what um because uh, Robbie works at J and Z uh someone someone uh, he 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 came up to me and told me that it was so he told me um someone that I was performing for one night um asked him like what I was drinking because they wanted to buy me a drink and he said well I'm sure he'd probably appreciate a tip more so i'm like right on robbie man like, right, right, right. <laughs> you're like i'm getting it the takes, drink <laughs> yeah, it, takes, it takes some balls man i appreciate that but yes they ended up giving me cash so like we always prefer cash over alcohol just so we're clear ladies and gentlemen but, right um, you know if you are going to buy me a drink please make it whiskey right whiskey rye <laughs> that, that, that being said yeah yeah we don't, we don't messing with beers too much these days it kind of mm-hmm. makes me feel all, you know what i mean it, it makes me all yeah yeah, and not not even feel. I just become big. Whiskey is anti-inflammatant. <laughs> I just made up a word because that's oh how important God. it is. Yeah, okay. uh, you know, I'm I'm realizing that pretty <laughs> pretty soon here, I'll have to switch to hard simply because oh, I man. I drink too much beer, and if I didn't, right, like I had that healthy healthy meal today. Yeah. Well, if I just ate healthy, I'd be pretty trim. Beer. That's it. <laughs> that, 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 you can that, get away with it. One yeah. word: beer. beer. Yeah, That's, I, mean, I mean, beer probably tastes better in the beginning, right? But I've, I feel like I've built up a palate. That's probably what it is. You know, you, that being said, if I'm gonna be the cliche musician story, like a year from now, I'll, you'll be hearing me say, "Oh yeah." I've been off of whiskey for a year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore, guys. I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm, right. just, I'm just out in my garden. I'm just out in my garden. <laughs> I feel it. like that's not the cliche. I feel like the is cliche yeah. is, uh, you know, you uh, in a year it's or so, it'll, it'll be like, yeah, yeah, I drank myself piss drunk, yeah. and I wrote this album, and it just blew up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loved it. It's like the new cliche is everyone is sober. Mm. You know? Mm. Okay. So everyone is sober and, and sensitive to a degree. I'm all about the sensitive... But like you know, let, let's let's have let's have a good time every now and then. Right, you know? right. Let's, uh, let's 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 break some bread. Let's uh, 
let's laugh. Let's uh, let's pour a glass with you. Let's 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 talk about some some real stuff that we may not talk about otherwise. You know, right? Let's break yeah, some man. bread and distill some rye. You know, sorry, I don't have any bread in here, man. Uh, you, know, you know what? You, know, you specifically told me, hey, <laughs> bring some bread. Yeah. And I, I didn't. So Those this are the late night request. Bring some bread if you're coming over to my studio. There it is. I, yeah. I'm I'm willing to admit my faults. Yeah, it's okay, man. But, uh, I'm I'm here. Sourdough is hard to come by at this hour, man. You know what I mean? You know the Waffle House is open though. They're always open, dude. I know it's crazy. The devil doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> devil went down to Georgia, but he still he kept Waffle House in Tennessee. Evil does not sleep. Man. Evil does not sleep. No, shout out to Waffle House. I have oh one of your God. T-shirts. I I just don't wear it. Yeah, all due respect. Yeah, it 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 doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> yeah, it probably <laughs> doesn't. Went to Waffle House one too many times and yeah. it doesn't fit. Um, yeah. So 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 bringing it back. Um, you you're, you're you're playing in New Mexico. You're in Taos. You're in what, what was the other town? I was in Tierras, which Tierras is a and Taos. beautiful little mountain town. A lot of ranchers and you know farmer type folks. Uh, just outside of Albuquerque. Mm, okay. Okay. And then. You know, you're you're on the road. Things are going well so far. It tell me a little bit about the experiences and how they kind of tied into validating. Yeah, I'm making the right decision. I still don't know if I'm making the right decision. But okay. what I do know is I would be very unhappy if I was doing anything else. Okay, because I've tried doing just about everything else. Okay, know? so. I think what kept me going out there and what still keeps me going is and I think this is hard and for any you know for anyone listening who like feels like they have anyone in their circle who doubts them or who tells them that something is you know the, such a disgusting word but illogical you know unreasonable I think unreasonable is the new what people say instead of illogical now mm. you know it's just the new guys for the same thing but okay um, my response to those people would, would be, um, if you had a good show or let's just say a great show and you got the responses that you get from a great show, you would still be doing this too. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm. it's such a beautiful feeling of like acceptance and it's not just in music. Like this happens in a lot of different, um, art forms and expressions. Like, you know, when, when you have a really beautiful response to what you do um that can keep you going for for months i mean for even longer than that because mm. you see the truth in people's eyes when they're telling you after i've had people come up to me crying just uh thanking me for for performing whatever it is i just did um really for the originals when it really hits you hard like wow mm. i wasn't expecting that but that keeps you going so i think like having a lot of those experiences out on the road um that and also just like meeting different faces of america like i mean I, I got to hang out and have a drink with like the cheyenne tribes in like arizona and like and that's, i'm sorry if i'm butchering that the cherokee I believe it was Ch the Cherokee tribes of Arizona um, on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'd be drinking with, you know, a bunch of good old boys in northern Mississippi. Um, 
opposite end of the spectrum of that, be off on the East Coast somewhere in New Hampshire drinking with a whole different group of people. Like, you know, it's just, it's, the drinking is not the point. Right, right, right. <laughs> one, <laughs> I one just would love think, drinking. One, yeah. <laughs> one would assume from my statements drinking was the point. The point is to meet with different people because there are many different cultures in this country. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially during that time, I was going out, and I didn't think about this until it was done, but I was going out as you know, African-American, you know, slash Hispanic man um, in Trump's America. I don't have a horse in the race when it comes to politics or anything, but, like, the perception of what was promoted to me before I left was it is dangerous to be, you know, African-American in America. And I I do believe that is true in, in many different um, aspects of society, unfortunately, but you know, like I said, I was I was ready to die out there, and I didn't mm-hmm. have any big hangups in terms of like race or anything out there. And I met, I went mm-hmm. to all the places that you know most of my like African American family would avoid mm-hmm. by all means, but I wasn't afraid to go there. I didn't care. Like I was willing to break down whatever walls. I, at least I could for my own self mm. and I did and it was great man I met with people who may have completely different views than me but once they heard me play this wall like came down and like we got to laugh and talk and, mm. and hang out mm. afterwards and it was beautiful man like it's it's hard to, to look at people harshly after you have those kinds of experiences Right, you got to create such a sense of connection yeah. between between you and the people that you were playing for. Yeah, and and my apologies to the listeners. I'm I'm still getting better at like the podcast soundbite thing. I'm trying to condense my responses into something that's editable, and I'm making up more words for the sake of uh, this podcast. But you know, give it some time. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Roderick. Everything that you want to say. Put it down, like. No, you yeah, don't tell me that. Oh, I'll, just... I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll cut you <laughs> off. All right. Like, if worse comes to worse, I'll be like, we gotta. No, yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, um, this yeah. this is amazing though. Like honestly, I'm loving this so much. And like the, obviously, this is gonna be cut, right? Like, sure. or maybe it's not. Maybe maybe Who I'll knows, be like, man. screw it. We'll roll with all of it, yeah. right? We'll do it live. Um, Good old Bill. Yeah. Um, ultimately, that's th- our goal as a podcast is to get Bill O'Reilly on the show to say we'll do it live yeah, and then ask him to leave and then yeah just be like Bill <laughs> we will like, do it live so, <laughs> we'll be like leave the cameras so Bill, like, <laughs> okay. what, you, what you been up to man uh, right you know, long time no see yeah you got fired that's okay yeah um, he's got enough in the bank for real yeah. for real he's, on that one he's gonna be okay um, it's it, it, it's crazy, yeah. Like the experiences that you've had, and I didn't even know that you went all the way up to New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, that's the furthest east I've been. I wanted to make it up to Maine. I had a gig booked up there, but yeah, there was a crazy, it was a crazy winter, like storm that came through, and I had to cancel a gig in in Maine. I had to cancel a gig in in Buffalo, New York. I was excited because mm. I was going to go to Niagara Falls and do all that. Oh, you never got to go to Niagara. Never got to go, man. Oh, a w- winter storm. I, you know, I'm I'm gnarly, man. I'm I'm booking, 
gigs in the East Coast on the winter. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's, <laughs> you're in. It's like, that, crazy in There's itself. the definition yeah. of I'm going for yeah, it. Yeah, you want to know someone's you know ready to meet their maker, man. Booking gigs in the winter in the East Coast. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah, that's uh, that is really gnarly. And um, had you ever been? Oh, you had right. Yeah, you lived in you lived in New York for a little bit. Yeah, I was in Bushwick. Yeah, so when you were in Bushwick, had you already tried to pursue music at that point? Well, yeah. So that was after I'd already left California. After you left, yeah, so okay. the whole like timeline. So you went up is, there, yeah, and then you you lived there. Yeah, I went out went out to Tennessee, um, settled here for a bit, met a girl, fell in love, and then. Um, we ended up in New York City for about a year. Same girl. Same girl. How'd you uh, How'd you end up going to New York? What kind of called you there? Well, I was gonna just go back on the road. Okay. And um, the young lady I was seeing at the time, she was finishing school and she was um, she was getting her education on the East Coast. <laughs> And I was happy to be back on the road and just see her when it's all done because I had no intention of wanting to live in the big concrete city. Yeah, um, I believe they call that the apple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the big apple. Yeah, you know, the big concrete city. <laughs> Shout out to New York. I, I do. I do love the people of New York. I just can't deal with all the concrete and steel, I need some green grass. I need some trees and don't tell me to go to uh, central park. I need more than that. Mm. Um, shout out Frederick law Olmsted though. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's some great, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to kiss New York's ass. You already know what you are. You know, you already know what you are. New York, yeah. you get your ass kicked enough. Yeah, right, you guys, you guys enough. are the, we were calling you the Rome of the modern era earlier. Mm, mm, yes, you did. The, before we started recording. What but, did um, we have to eat? What did we have to eat? Yeah. We had uh, is it not sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have that. Shout out San Francisco yeah. on that one. Okay, okay. Um, New York pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had New York style pizza, yeah. but it was in Nashville. We did the best we can, people. Sorry, New York. Honestly, that's New York enough for me. I'll yeah. Take it. But that that's what brought me up there was... Uh, so, we were going out walking one day at the park, and... She broke down in tears and she just told me that she uh, she didn't want me to go back on the road and, you know, so what, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, well, I'm only I'm only there for another year. She's like, why don't you just come up? We'll get a spot. You her know? education was in New York? Yeah. Yeah, she okay. was in her final year at uh, NYU. And uh, we went up there and, um, yeah, we got an apartment. And I would gig out of, I would play in Long Island, I would play uh, New England, I would uh, play New Jersey, um, went down to Delaware on quite a few occasions, and yeah, so I was just, I was just gigging, like, constantly out of, out of Brooklyn, and it was just like, it was such a stressful time, just because it's such like a enforced part of the country in terms of like, if you're driving, like mm. it felt like every five to ten miles there was some crazy like bridge toll or something. Like, right, you know, it's like yeah. twenty dollars just to go from 
Brooklyn into Staten Island. Yeah. I've played Staten Island. No one in Staten Island has money. And <laughs> all respect to Staten Island. You guys know exactly what I mean. Like, I know, I know you guys are hurting, and I don't like what the city is doing to you. Mm. Um, but that being said, I hope that changes. Because right. I don't think you guys need to be charged just so you can cross a damn bridge mm-hmm. in your own country to right. go over to another borough. To stay in the same city. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. And they know, like, you know, I've, I played Staten Island a lot. Like, um, it's, it's a working man's town, you know. It's a lot of, like, firemen and police and, um, and uh, you know, just people in, like, service and stuff. And nice people, um... But, you know, no, I didn't meet any millionaires in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some there. But I would brush shoulders with billionaires in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. They don't give a damn about a bridge toll. But I do. Right, right, right. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> like, they're not the ones paying your bridge yeah. toll. Yeah. They're not leaving Manhattan. No, they're, they're taking their, their chopper to the next restaurant rooftop or something. Right, you know, right. Like, They'll take their boat to the Hamptons. Yeah, New York, I think, was just, it was a, it was a tough place for, like, I think the common man. Okay. And then I think I think living on the East Coast, you really begin to understand the depth of what Springsteen, I guess, based his career off of. Interesting. Okay. I think you know um, anyone who stands up for the working man on the East Coast knows how hard it can be. You know, I think you know. I don't know. East Coast can just be a very much like California, where I'm from. It can be a very. Uh, brutal brutal place mm-hmm. i think uh financially for those who have and those who have not it can be pretty extreme so right. you know i'm i'm i want to visit new york city i don't know if i want to live there again but you know love to play there the people were great uh, you know mm. it's, it's really fun shows yeah so you're 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 torn you start off in california um, things are going on in your life. There's, you're feeling kind of a misdirection. You've got good gigs that are being offered to you. Life is testing you and basically saying, Hey, this isn't it. Um, and when I say good gigs in that sense, I mean like good jobs that are being offered to you. You know, right. there was a woman who offered you to be the head of, you know, or to work with farmers markets, who was the head of all the farmers markets. What are you was, crazy? <laughs> um, there's the postmate situation you've got going on. You're making good money. You have the opportunity to make even better money. Um, and that being said, you decide, you know what, my life isn't where I want it to be. This isn't the path. You jump in the car and you get on the road and you start playing these gigs and you're feeling good. And you know, you're making it all the way around the country. You meet this beautiful girl and, uh, you know, all the way, literally the other part of the country. Like you can't get much further than Southern California and, and NY. Yeah. I'd let go at that point. I was like, let's just see what happens. Right. You were just yeah. like, keep going. Yeah. You're gigging, right? I, I, whatever boundaries I had, just tried to take them all down. Right. You know? And, um, and so another, another question I have is, you know, most of these gigs, uh, you're, you're, you're playing covers. You kind of alluded to with, um, when you were talking about how you were with the big sky, and so I have a question about, as well, what it kind of is like for the process of what sparks a song in you? Well, yeah, I mean, a little bit of context. So, like, yeah, yes, I, I was playing covers, but I was also playing the full extent of, of 
all originals that I had available. Okay. Because, you know, these are these are three to four hour gigs. So, like, even if I played all of my originals, that's, at least back then, that would only take up about 40 minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know. Right, you're writing, yeah. You, you do all the originals, but, you know, you still got to fill the time. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, what was the question? Yeah, just kind of um, tell me about those moments when... You feel like, yeah, I need to, I'm feeling like writing a song. For context to all of our listeners, earlier today, uh, Roderick got up on stage and he was like, this one right here, um, sometimes you meet a person in your life, and he was talking about a friend that he has in Northern California, sometimes you meet a person in your life that makes you feel like you just got to sit down and write a song. Uh, or, or take a weekend and write a song. Is yeah, I believe the exact word you use. Not, not as quick as some some of my other fellow musicians. Uh, do you know what? Take take a weekend and write a song. I, I think that's quicker, probably. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the five minute writers out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, incredible story. You ever heard "Still the One" by the Orleans? The Orleans. Yeah, we're still Don't. having fun, and you're still the one. Okay. Still the one that okay. contracts my it's Still get you the on one. Stage. I'll uh, I'll get up there. Are you okay with uh, two part harmonies? I'm I'm so okay with that. <laughs> no one ever says two part. It's always like three part and four part. Where's the two part? I uh, I kid harmony. you not. Earlier today, you were singing "Colder Weather." Yeah. And I was I was picking up on where you were at. Yeah. By the way, just so you know, I used to sing when I was really young as the lead singer of a bluegrass band. That's so awesome. I've got right? a little bit of stage. We're and just dishing all, all the secrets tonight. Oh, folks. they're they're coming out, folks. Yeah. They're coming. This is, Where's this is the jacket? This is deep stuff. <laughs> um, and we, um, but yeah, so I, I love, I'm very passionate about, or well, I shouldn't say passionate, but I love music. I, uh, I love singing. I can play the banjo a little bit. Um, it's awesome, man. But I'll, I'll say this: if you decide, if if you would be willing to, at some point during my stay in Nashville, be like, "Hey, you want to sing a song?" Oh, oh dude, God. it's gonna happen, man. I'll I, take I it. I had a I had a, a very nice uh, young lady get on stage with me last weekend. I was playing um, "River" by Leon Bridges, and yeah, she got on and kind of. You know, she she sounded great, man. It's it's I love like interacting with people on the spot like that. Mm. And yeah, you know, obviously this would be we could make it on the spot. You can just show up, man. I I'll tell you this right now, okay? Um, so my girl that I was telling you about, my last week in Nashville is the twenty fifth of, or basically the last week of May. Um, the weekend before that, my girl's coming out from California. And I would love it if I came out to see you, right? And I, I, I'll text you before then and be like, hey, we're going to see you tonight. Dude, Don't dude. let her know yeah. that, like, when I Just, walk in tonight, yeah. like, you were super chill. And I loved it, by the way. Yeah. I loved the fact that, like, I was like, oh, what's up, bro? And I could, like, go up to you and dab yeah, you up. Yeah, that's how it should be, man. Literally, like, you know. people were like, oh, shit. Like, he, he knows the guy. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah, man. Um, it, it humanized, like, people... Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it does humanize you. That's yeah. a really it good point. Humanizes everybody. It's a, it makes everybody understand. Like we don't got to take this. Isn't that big of a deal? Like I mean, they don't. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to myself or to them. It's just mm-hmm. more like whatever, man. Like right. You know who cares? It's just another gig. I try to tell it to my other musician friends. Like they get so worked up on one gig, but like 
if you do this all the time, you understand, like, it's just another gig. Just another gig. It might go yeah. well, might not. Yeah, this oh, might well. be the best gig of your life tonight. It might be the worst gig of your life. Like, that's okay. Mm. It's another gig. Both of them are going to happen at some point, right? They so are going to happen. They still no. happen. It happens yeah. to Metallica. It happens to Coldplay. It happens to any... Some of the biggest bands, like, they still have bad gigs, and that's okay. You just keep it going. Right, right. Yeah. You know, uh, it's going to be defined by that. Respect, yeah. Yeah, man. So, but... No, I, I I like that you said what's up when you came in. You know, it's good to break down those barriers. Right. I think that um, in in theater, the, the the play that I was talking about earlier, there um, we were talking about Brecht in particular, and Brecht is a theatrical um, writer who kind of opened up the idea of the fourth wall. So if you look at a stage, right, consider the stage the office, that, right? You gotta break that. Uh, uh yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. it, it lets it be known the camera yeah there's there's an audience yeah. we get we get that right, right. and we're perform it's not you're watching a show why is it called the fourth though why so not, why not the fifth or the sixth or think the of the stage that you were on earlier today right. right so you look off to your right there's that that wall that has the fan next to it that you're like yeah the percussionist is behind this wall <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you look off to your left. You have kind of that stool that's in the back corner. You have, you know, etc. Behind you, you have where the green and blue lights are shining, and you have, uh, you know, that black kind of tarp thing. Right. And then in front of you, that's the fourth wall, and so you're breaking that. So it'd be like if you were playing Sonic the Hedgehog, circa 1993, <laughs> and he just stopped, like mid, like, you know, ring. Like when he's getting all his rings, those who know Sonic by Sega, <laughs> and he just looks into the screen. That would be the fourth wall, and he just says, "Hey, man, right? I don't want to collect these damn rings." So would so that be the fourth wall? Not quite that. The way that it's the fourth wall is the fact that I can interact with you. Okay. Um, and um, you you know that there's an audience. So basically, when you say earlier today, when somebody's like, "Play Fetty Wap." And you're like, oh yeah, what's Betty Wop? I've never heard that song before, but I'll play oh, it in a minute. Honestly, I thought that's what he said. Oh, I'm, did you really? I'm glad that I said that. Though, oh, that, sounded... that was literally a killer line tonight. Plays out great. I was like, that's fantastic. Because he, yeah, he was like, you know, 1738. Hey, I'm like, hey, what's up, hello? Yeah. Seen your pretty ass soon as you walk through the door. Right. That's like, that's Fetty Wop. Right. And yeah, you were like, oh, you were like, Betty Wop. Uh, yeah. You're like, I haven't heard that's that one, great, but give man. me the lyrics. I'm so glad I said that. If you ever hear it again, do it. Just run, run the no, same thing great. back. I thought that was rehearsed, honestly. Here's the thing, man. For those for those hecklers out there, I don't, I don't want you to come to my shows for those who are heckling. <laughs> but if you do... Just know that I, I've 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 met pretty much every kind of heckler there is. So mm. Be prepared. Right, be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. I thought you did a damn good job tonight. Well, I thought you did great. Man. It was yeah, it was as good as it could have gone. You know what was really interesting too is you were like, Hey, I'm gonna take the five minute break and then you came down and like we sat together for a little bit. And it was like everybody that was heckling literally came up to you and was like, "Oh, what's up, bro? Like, yeah. how's your night?" And it, yeah. it, you, you know, because like you mentioned, talking to fans and stuff like that, and coming down and really interacting, and you literally stepped over what would be that fourth wall. You walked out of the stage and you you came into the audience. It proves, hey, he's a human up on stage, 
Like, I get it. It's really fun to heckle, but this is somebody's life, right? Like, this is you up on stage. And I thought you handled it amazingly. That's I, deep, man. To be honest, I didn't even know anyone was heckling. <laughs> I mean, maybe, quote, unquote, heckling. Okay. I say heckling because nobody was like, oh, my God, you suck. Nobody was yeah, like that. Yeah, but just I the idea of Fetty Wap is, all due respect, not not the style that somebody with an acoustic guitar Well, I mean, j- just play. to be completely like honest about the situation tonight, for those who um, who weren't there, which is 99.9% of everyone. Right, listening. if anybody was there, <laughs> shout out. Howdy, howdy. Shout howdy. Out, <laughs> yeah, why don't you say what's up? Um, okay, so, yeah, you can kind of tell... Like the you know people do carry their vibe with them where they go for whatever that's worth, and you can kind of tell like who the city folks are, who the country folks are, this and that. Um, if I feel like I'm in a losing situation for like my demographic, whatever that means, mm-hmm. then I'll typically just go to originals. Um, but even if so, like you know, yeah, it's good to kind of show people that you don't. For the people who aren't respecting your presence, it's it might be beneficial to show that. Um, and I don't mean this to sound brutal. I just don't know how else to verbalize it. I know there's a better way to say what I'm about to say. I just don't know what it is, so I'll just say it. Go for it. Um, for the people who don't respect your presence, it might be beneficial to show that you don't care about theirs. And what I mean by that is like breaking that wall that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, like a lot of times people just heckle you because they they feel intimidated by you. you know? mm. I don't know why mm. or what that is, but I've had people blatantly tell me who in very moment deep moments of honesty that they that they are intimidated by me. Whether mm. it's because, you know, I never thought I was, you know, quote unquote well spoken until people started telling me that they were intimidated by me because I was well-spoken. I never see myself as that way, but people have told me this, you know, in public. I can only assume that that might be what some of that could be. Um, with that being said, you know, if you give people less things to be intimidated by you, it shouldn't be something that you have to do because you should just be able to exist without having to break down. But at the end of the day, like, some people will be intimidated by someone who is you know confident in themselves believes in themselves because a lot of people don't mm-hmm. so you, you ever tried telling a person who is negative about how their day is going that you're having a good day and how that goes it's awkward man that's really awkward yeah. it is awkward and it's not awkward necessarily because of you the one who's saying that you're having a good day i mean it's it's good on you for seeing the the positive in your day but it's awkward because a lot of times sadly the people who are who are seeing the bad in their day are trying to make you feel bad about having a good day right or at least empathetic like yeah. hey feel my bad day maybe not feel bad but feel my bad day right yeah, like, like no, at least understand like, that i i want to understand people who have bad days but you know it's like what i experience quite often is 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 people is that awkward silence when you know you just meet someone who's blatantly negative and you try to like it's not about changing their mind but it's just about like hey man it might not be all that bad like maybe yeah. it's just the way you're viewing something it could be 
in a very negative way. There's a could be a more positive way to view this, mm. but they don't want to hear that. Right, chain smokers don't bring me down. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, which I need to listen to. <laughs> fair play, fair play. But, you uh, know, I'll do that after I cover Betty Wop. What is it? After <laughs> I cover Betty Wop. Yeah. Also, uh, ELO, I think. Don't bring me down. Whoosh. Oh, ELO is great, man. Yeah, love yeah. me some ELO. Yeah, man. He was, he was in uh, what was it? The singer of that band was in Traveling Wilburys, which was the super group with Tom Petty, George Harrison, Roy Orbison. Whoa, I've got to listen to that. Bob Dylan played bass in the band. Whoa, <laughs> so, all right. So I'm just going to play bass. Right. You know, he didn't even sing in a lot of the songs, but yeah, it's pretty cool. He was like, I'll do it. That's it. It's such yeah. a Dylan, like, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll be here to be like here. a pre-hipster move, you know. Yeah, Bob Dylan, I mean, literally... Wrote a song about the tambourine. I mean, come on, name another song about the tambourine. Tambourine man. By the way, you brought the, right. the tambourine up earlier today while we while uh, while you were on stage, and I was like, my man's a Bob Dylan fan. You're like, next time I'll bring my tambourine. I know, I noticed. I have, I was pointing yeah, to it just now over the Britney Howard record. Shout out to Britney. Britney. Yeah. It's Will drink red wine in the kitchen. Sing Whitney Houston. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. I um, so so bring it back a little bit. What 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 is it that kind of? Um, oh, I actually one thing I did want to say about hecklers in particular. Um, I would consider myself a a more vocal individual, um, and at least at like sporting events, maybe not quite heckling, but I'm I'm super loud. I'm super passionate. I'm 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 liable to being the guy who's on the jumbotron. Right, that's I, pretty cool, man. We'll it, have to go to a, I don't like baseball games, but I'll go to one with you. Oh, I'm more than down. <laughs> I am so down. I am actually. If you would be down uh, next Saturday, you want to go to a soccer? Or are you you're playing after your gig? Are you down to go to a soccer game? Um, you'll have to hit me up. I'll I'll see how much how much life I got left in me. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Right. My apologies. Nothing for to not apologize for. Not a solid answer. Nothing to apologize for. Um. Anyway, that being said, next weekend we're gonna be at Nashville. I'll see everybody. <laughs> yeah. Might be. Might be. So. Um, could change. Could change. Yeah. Um. But when it comes to heckling, I've thought about it. Right. With with, with me, I wore a cowboy hat. I or even California. I dance a lot. I like am very loud. I like being on stage. I'm not afraid to admit it, right? Yeah. And and I think that um, even when I watch like gigs and stuff like that, um, I'll just cheer the loudest and cheer people on just because of the fact that it's fun to be on stage in some sense. Yeah, I think that like heckler part of it. Yeah, yeah, just be a part of it. Yeah, right. Part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. J- just let me have some of that, right? Yeah. And. Um, thinking about it that that might sound like a very oh my god are you serious like type of thing but i mean I, I i think it's just a recognition of who i am yeah i like to be that guy um a, a little bit of the limelight if you will um i think hecklers are trying to do that too i think that they're like people who and quite honestly i've put it on my docket that i want to get on stage before the end of the year and i uh before um january 8th of next year, and I don't know what it is, and I don't think that my profession is an on-stage profession in the future. That's not what it is, but I just I think I'd really enjoy it, um, and I do karaoke a lot, but like something more than that. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how it goes, right? That's that's all up to Corey to determine how that goes. Right. Right. Um. That being said, I, I, I 
like with hecklers i think that that's all it is is hey i kind of wish i was on stage right now yeah you know honestly i don't i don't get a lot of heckling at my gigs you know i i think when when the more i think about it um i all i know is people ask me to show up and play and they pay me to do so right and there are nights when i get hundreds of dollars in tips so at that point i'm not asking much questions as to whether what i do is you know truth or this and that all i know is i feel good doing it and i'm i'm getting paid to do it Mm -hmm. and it's keeping it's keeping my life moving and that's enough for me whatever people feel with their baggage or whatever um you know it is what it is there are i i observe right so like when i look at it i'm observing it all nights and what i observe tonight and it's maybe a little you know shocking for some people but you know this is what i observed it's not something that is disputable i mean it's just something that i noticed the table that you're referring to who is you know quote unquote heckling um they didn't applause they didn't give me any applaud or anything but they did they did at a certain point but it was like literally right before their one black friend showed up maybe three minutes i observed that because mm. i you know i notice these things you know i notice who's applauding and who isn't and i, I notice the table that starts applauding all of a sudden out of nowhere i'm like hmm what's about to happen here because i'm doing the same thing that i've been doing so what's, right what's what's different the only thing i noticed that was different is they had one black friend showed up and i see a lot of false like open-mindedness in culture nowadays interesting i don't you know i'm I'm not trying to accuse them of anything i'm just saying like this could be a potential thing because you know it does exist in the world obviously there is a lot of false um open-mindedness in the world i guess i don't know maybe maybe they want it to impress them i don't know what goes on in people's heads all i know is i i do what i do every weekend Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets a standing ovation, and other times it's crickets. I can't control that. All I can control mm. is like the, what I'm putting into each performance. And people, it's not a situation where I'm asking to, you know, show up and play. Like people are contacting me and asking me to come in and, and play for a month straight or, you know, three weeks straight or whatever it is. And they're paying me to do so. Like, I, you know, I don't whether people are going to enjoy it or not it's not really my concern like they're paying me to do what i do right i'm getting paid regardless of the amount of claps <laughs> so doesn't really it doesn't really matter to me you know it's like yeah you know, i don't i don't view hecklers in that way i also don't if they are i don't really notice it either like i i think my ears at this point just listen to who's applauding right <laughs> try to go off of that you can hear the good stuff and you're like i'll roll with it yeah because that keeps me going i don't want to focus on you know because like you can kind of tell like i don't know there's there's certain people that come in with this idea of nashville and they and i was talking with someone about this too like you know i, I understand it's, it might be a little odd too to see um someone you know to see a black person covering like you know country songs and this and that but like 
that's beyond like it's way deeper than just what it sounds like like there's experience behind the reasons why i sing what i sing there's reasons why i sing what i sing and i think if you're just coming out of the city and you've only ever lived in the neighborhood and you've never left the neighborhood and the neighborhood is all you know that's not an open mind mm. like i've i've left the neighborhood a long time ago I've met all kinds of different people and cultures and like I can't if I tried just listen to one type of music with everything I've been through I would grow bored with myself you know mm -hmm. I think it's important to so I don't know when I, when I play for some people you can kind of tell if they're stuck in one genre of music or one realm of culture I couldn't if I tried I've 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 seen too much at this point I can't be stuck in one genre you know so i think i try to play for people who are of that same mindset right and try and grab a little bit of of everything yeah and those people usually have a great time right but if i'm playing for the other side of culture where it's just like one this one that you know we only date people who look like us and that goes for black and white people you know it doesn't matter but we only listen to people who look like us we only dance to people who like i, I yeah you're, you're absolutely right i can't please those people mm -hmm. and i don't have any intention on pleasing those people mm -hmm. you know i'm searching for something a little different right i think that's really interesting the the first and foremost the fact that that you notice that i think that that's i wonder if they even recognize that they're doing that i know? don't think they, i think it's subconscious yeah just kind of like so. oh friends here like if, if yeah. it's and also if it's out of like trying to be like oh i hope that he's friends with me or if it's like let's hope that he feels more comfortable yeah there, there's uh you know uh, a person of color on stage a yeah. person of color just joined us we're all white right here look yeah. everywhere else in here it's nashville tennessee yeah everybody else is white yeah let's go ahead and make him feel comfortable or if it's like well i hope he likes me you know I'm, it's I'm a not deep sure. social study yeah, of like yeah, there should be like some social scientists there observe because it is there's a lot going on. Interesting. I think my favorite gigs though are when it starts off with skepticism because you can feel it. You know, mm. when you walk on stage, especially you know with my ridiculous hat, and I go on stage and I, I do love this your hat. I love it too. <laughs> I love your hat. Yeah, and I think it kind of makes that statement that you were talking about earlier. No, I, is, I wear it to let people know I'm yeah I'm here. I'm here for me. Yeah, yeah. And this is happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, j just so you yeah. know, I'm playing for the next four hours. Yeah. If you want to hear it, that's awesome. That's it. And if you don't, you're still the one that ordered food. <laughs> like, yeah, you, so you can I'm totally cancel your order. Right more now. importantly, I'm still getting paid. Right. That's really right. yeah. It's and more importantly, I'm still on stage doing what I love. That's exactly right. right. Like, yeah. I think if if there were right, like let's say you didn't need any money. Let's say that somebody said, "Hey, where where you're living, you could stay there for free. Where what you eat, it'll be provided. Don't worry about that. Like the the bare minimum of what life has to offer you, right? Um, you know, like somebody was just like, "I'll give you your living expenditures. Your your not even that. I'll just you get a bed and a room. You get." Um, you know, e even if it wasn't in the same room, but like, I'll let you record whenever you'd like. Um, you, you can eat and drink everything you'd like and, uh, your gas is paid for. And then that's it. You know, you, you don't go on trips anywhere, um, except for if you're going to go to a gig, but you still do music. 
Yeah, I think I already have in that capacity to some degree at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it it brings me fulfillment and like I. There's another side of what you mentioned too, like to go into that a little further. Like, yeah, there is a, a social dynamic when anyone does something against the grain. I mean, you look like you know I. I relate a lot, even though I don't listen to his music so much. In terms of what he what he's doing, I relate a lot with Eminem just because... I had a big feeling that you were going to say Eminem. Yeah, go ahead. Well, he kind of goes on the polar opposite of where I'm trying to go. Like, I mean, talk about someone who goes into a, something that's completely different from, their, from what, you know, I, I'm using quotation marks, people, culture, <laughs> because culture is really just something that a lot of us are fed by major corporations who aren't even owned by the people that they're giving you the image of, mm. you know. Mm. So people tell you, people tell you what black culture looks like. A lot of those companies are not even owned by black people, but they're telling you how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to talk, how they're supposed to sound like it's all BS. Like they sound, however, they're were raised around. Like it's not something you grow up like talking like a certain way. It's just it is what it is. It's how it's your surroundings. It's your friends. It's a lot of it people don't want to admit this but i've already seen it in the flesh from my own experience a lot of it is the art that you you know listen to the music you listen to a lot of these things affect how you kind of develop from a very early age right you know and what you accept as normal um if you're willing to change what you accept as normal then you know you yourself will change and it could be a good thing Mm. if you let it happen Mm. um that being said there are people i like winning over skeptical people right because i've i've it's beautiful when you make someone cry in a good way yeah tell me about that process right you walk in the room how do you know that it's a skeptical room it's just this it's this tense it's like a tense um energy in the room that you can feel it's hard to describe but i'll you know it's basically like it just feels really tense and you can see people staring at you and what appears to be confusion and that's okay though like um you know if you're doing anything different you 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 should be prepared to break down those barriers right that's a good point otherwise you'll just run back to the stereotype you are literally on stage yeah seats are designed to face you for the most part right like yes yeah there are some that face away because it's tables most of the places right yet even even if we take a look at the table that like i was sitting at today right it's not like where you know if the stage is located over here it's not like the the last seat was facing directly away from you no it was a table with four seats that was turned 90 degrees right maybe turned 45 degrees so every person at that table it was just me tonight but would be able to see you at all times and um yeah so so they're all looking they're uh, what's what's this guy doing and then talk to me about that feeling of winning them over of like what's what's that like when do you know from just like not caring i think um if i think there's a give and take with the audience if sadly until i think 
mental and spiritual health becomes more of a priority in our culture, I think most sadly, and I hope I'm wrong, I do believe most people operate off of their insecurities instead of a place of power. Okay. I try to operate from a place of power. Not external power, but internal power. Yes, internal okay. power. I don't, you know, I try to operate from not needing power from anything or anyone else, you know, outside of God for me personally. Mm-hmm. But um, I think most people operate on insecurity. I hope that changes. I hope my opinion on that changes, but that's just what I've observed in my my travels and comings and goings right with that being said i think once you if the audience thinks that you need them so you can feel validated mm. most people even in the audience will they'll eat that they'll well, more specifically they'll abuse that mm. um if you're not careful um you can win those people over and that's always that's always what i aim to do but if you if you give off the impression that you don't give a damn um they feel fomo as this generation mm. likes to use a lot you know fear of missing out you know i don't i don't i don't i don't believe i have fomo or ever did i've kind of always been okay with being a little against the grain of things since i was a kid but a lot of people don't want to seem odd they don't want to seem like they're missing out they want to have the latest easy sneakers the latest Air Jordans. They want to listen to the latest top forty artists. They want they want the latest, the latest, the latest, latest iPhone. They want to have seen the latest TikTok. That's it. I believe a lot of that is rooted in in insecurity. Mm. You know, you don't want to feel like you're being left out. Right. Um, so if you feel if the audience feels like you're leaving them out, then suddenly they'll start giving you all this energy. Mm. And I've gone through periods where like no one was clapping and I'd make them disappear in my head and just get into what I'm doing and all of a sudden I come back out of it and people are digging it and they're clapping but I don't acknowledge it or say thank you for like the next five songs just right. as like some kind of payback right <laughs> you didn't take this yeah well it's, yeah. it's, it's just, thanks for that one it's super petty but like you know but oh well we're artists you man. Know? like yeah. yeah so I just kind of let it ride and if they're still with me after I've ignored them, then I'll get back on with them and, you know, start thinking this and that. But, like, I know it sounds kind of messed up, but, like, that's what performing is. It's such a delicate thing. Mm. And it, it's, like, it's it's more like surfing than a lot of other things. You really have to just kind of fill it out. And every wave is going to be different. The conditions, the weather. And that's how it is with people and going out and playing. Like, it's different every time. And, like, I've had great shows and I've tried to repeat those great shows with everything I did and it doesn't work because it's different every day. People feel different mm. every day and it's hard mm. to, you just got to be yourself because it's hard to anticipate it, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I think, you know, what, what, what you kind of remind me of is I've gone to clubs before and I've just kind of, you know, I've, people have been in clubs before where, they're trying to do whatever. They're trying to make friends. And I was like, I'm new to Nashville. I just want to meet some people. And I would like go up to them. I'd be like, hey, like, how we doing? And people would be like, oh, good. And, um, you know, like guys, girls, everybody would kind of like turn it away. And then at one point I was like, fuck it. I just like got out on the dance floor. I closed my eyes and I just started dancing. And yes. I was like, I don't give a shit yes. if I make no friends tonight. I'm dancing, damn it. Yes. Like I'm here for what I have to do. 
um, and I danced for like 20 minutes, and then I opened my eyes, and like afterwards, people were like, "Bro, I love your hat! Like, let's yes. go! That's sick!" And like, you know, people would be like, "Bro, you're crazy! What the hell?" And like, everybody was like, "I want to be a part of that because of the fact that he's leading." This group, even if it's a group of one, even if it's Roderick August leading Roderick August on stage saying, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do. You want to follow that? That's fine. But I don't need anybody else to follow it. I love that. Yeah. And uh, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Yeah, truly. I think it. that I think that that's something about kind of finding your passion is um to bring it all full circle is the idea that if it, if it's that thing that you you know you feel like you've closed your eyes in the middle of in the middle of a club and you're dancing and you just don't care and you 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 lose not not you lose touch but you lose the desire not even the desire you lose the need for hey please happen put you know please please as a musician, please allow me to get big. Or yeah. as uh, me performing this podcast right now, please, I want hundreds of thousands of listeners, right? You know, it, it, I think that we both desire those things, and that's totally fine. But you don't get it by by kind of what you just said, yeah, by right. yeah, blatantly that's, asking. That being said, of, that's not why we're behind the mics, yeah. right? Like, that's that's not why I'm sitting here with you. I didn't say, hey, I wanted to, I really want to talk with Roderick because what if I get really famous someday? I sat here because I was like, how fun would it be? I, I want the world to hear what he has to say, and if the world means one or two other people besides us... Well then, shout out to those one or two listeners. That's right now. fine, man. I'm, That's okay. You know, right now, I'm getting like I, I do a gig, right? Like every weekend with each gig, I'm probably doing three a weekend right now. Right, right. With each gig, might be five on a good night, maybe eight or ten new followers online, and that's fine because you know what, like. There's so many people uploading stuff on SoundCloud, for example, or, or the social media, or whatever. When you win someone over in person, it just means more than someone pressing mm. play mm. on something that you spent possibly right. hundreds of hours editing. When you win someone over with just a raw performance, even this right here, this conversation, like that's it's it's real, right? And we're not. Yeah, we might do some editing here and there. We might even shorten it. Or we might not. We might just put the whole thing up. But regardless, like it's a it's a real conversation that is, if done right, void of any um ulterior motive of Yeah. You know. I think that um you know, I I personally have never thought of this before. And and the and the entire reason for this why 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 was I like, yo, I want to start this podcast? It was as much as I hope that, you know, I hope that I help other people. I really, truly do. This is a search for myself, right? Like sure, there's, yeah. I'm asking people who have decided, hey, I, I, I know my path, or at least I think I do. I know what I'm passionate about, and I'm going to follow that yeah. to, the, to the end of the world and back. If you know it makes you happy. Right. You know. And, um, you know, and, and just in, in talking with you, I am closer to that than ever and yeah you're right like this oh, is thanks dude. yeah of course of course and um so 
let me think of, of the proper way to say this, um, trying, trying to tie it full circle. But yeah, I'm, I'm not here for, I'm here for the love of, of uh, obviously I came out today and I was like, yeah, I want to see Roderick. And I was like, that's all there is to it. And then even the way that I said, it, I was like, let's just put a microphone between us, right? Like yeah, what um, happens on the other side happens on the other side. And that, you know, th- thank you to whoever listens, whoever doesn't shout out like great on your life. Yeah. I'm just so happy to be here. Like right. we we've literally just had a conversation, some whiskey, and I had a hot toddy for the first time. <laughs> like what, right. what else do you, yeah. what, what else do I want from life? You probably prevented a cold that would have never happened. I literally was I I, I saw a cold following me around <laughs> yeah. and I was like, like hot toddy. Roderick. Yeah. Yeah. Except so, for a hot toddy, we're gonna prevent this. Hot toddy? Yeah. Well, she's a hottie. Let's go. Yeah. I, if I meet a girl named Toddy, I will let you know. They're they're rare though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, I love it. Experience. I lo- yeah, I yeah. feel I feel like everybody deserves to know uh, a girl named Toddy. Yeah, um, one day for all so lucky. Yeah, fingers crossed. But no, I agree, man. It was it was it was uh it was nice kind of um peeling back the the details of what goes into kind of you know chasing. Or pursuing more so than just talking about it, but actually putting action to pursuing something that you love and you believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we're both showing, um, you know, that we're doing here. And I think that's beautiful. I hope that that helps. The whole point, I think, of this for me was just to help people, you know, mm. and help people to see that, you know, who, who cares, you know, me having a good or a bad gig is no different than anyone else having a good or a bad day. You know, you keep going. Mm, not, I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's not about, it's not about what some negative um, person or persons uh, believes that you're capable of. It's a, you know, cause you got to think about it. There's billions, billions of people on this planet. Not all of them are going to get on board with what you want to do i mean people get people who we all have agreed on that are great have been rejected time and time again before we even knew who they were so like right. you gotta just remember that and even if you never become what you want to become at least become as talented as what you know you're capable of mm. and then you'll at least have a legitimate um grievance yeah, you you can fall asleep at night. Yeah, right? yeah. There's nothing to complain about if you haven't, you know, become the most capable version of yourself that you can. At least do that before you throw that towel in, you know. Right. Because then you know that you are you have reached your full potential, and it didn't work, or you reached your full, full potential, and everything you wanted happened. Right, and, and then you're not you know, gonna know unless then you're not going to complain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I. I, I thinking about it i remember uh, my dad has this has this quote that he would tell me a lot and it's that everybody wants to be kobe bryant and he would tell me this when i was younger so rest in peace kobe everybody wants to be kobe bryant nobody wants to put in the work to be yeah, kobe bryant of course and taking that one step further i think it's really easy to put in the work to be kobe bryant if you're as passionate about whatever it is that you do as kobe bryant is about basketball yeah. Right. Like, look around this studio right here. 
once again, for all our listeners to remind you, there are sound pounds, sound pads located all around us right now. Um, there are two guitar cases behind. Is that also a guitar case? Oh, that's for the keyboard, but we, we can fit a guitar in there. There's 18 cases in this room. <laughs> there are speakers that are lined up everywhere. This is a recording studio. This man has put in, uh, Roderick, you have put in so much money. You have to put in so much time as well, right? Like, it's easy to be like, wow, how much did you spend on all this? Well, you probably spent more time than you did money, realistically. Like, you were like, oh, well, what speakers do I want? This is tracking through America. Well, this yeah. is this is what I mean. Like, you know, whether people applaud or don't applaud, I'm still paying for all this. Right, yeah. So it's, it's like, I don't really care. <laughs> right, there <laughs> it is, there it is. You, you just got if 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 it's working, it's working, and it doesn't matter what it looks like. Um, a lot of my friends who get caught up in like you know wanting to be my fellow musician friends, they think the only way to make a living as a musician is to be some huge top forty artist. This is this is not true. There's artists That's you've never true. heard of who are selling out the Ryman right now, right in Nashville, right. And you've never heard of them because they're they're on that theater circuit right. that theater circuit for them is generating a buttload of money on a nightly basis and right. you would never even notice yeah you ever heard of churches yeah churches are great oh damn australian I, band right uh i didn't expect to know them <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but yeah they're a smaller band that not too many people know they have like 400 4 million listeners yeah the um the mother we share yes yeah. incredible song yeah no uh, i i love music man yeah probably yeah. the wrong person to try to throw a band at <laughs> no it's you know but they have those those videos of people at like bonnaroo like making up fake bands like have you ever heard of this band this and that and it's like and oh yeah like, oh my god no way <laughs> I've heard of them, yeah. And it's like we doesn't they exist. don't exist. Oh yeah, my god! No, I'd still try not to do that. Yeah. How about? Uh, have you ever heard of Jim Jeffries? Uh, Jim Jeffries, man, that name sounds familiar. What songs does he do? None. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. Yeah. Oh, Jim Jeffries, a comedian. For, he is also from. He Australia. is also Australian. I've seen him live. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I, sh- I should have. I was thinking musicians, but yeah, I saw him. Happy with, Father's Day. I don't remember his <laughs> skit because I was too stoked to be seeing Bill Burr, but it was him, Bill Burr, another comedian who was up and coming at the time. But I remember the big comedians were Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr. It was a rock meets comedy night at, in Los Angeles downtown at the Grammy Museum, and they were interviewing Skylar Stone, who was the host, was interviewing Gene Simmons from Kiss, and it was a fun night. That First sounds like an amazing Gilbert, night. Yeah, he made a Kardashians joke. Kardashians jokes are hard to pull off in the city of Los Angeles, mm, but mm. he did it, and I and respect him for that. I was cracking up. Every, you were, you were, he no, killed I love, you. I love Everybody Bill else, no. <laughs> I love Bill Burr. Fair he play. just goes for it, man. I respect that. You got to. Uh, and, and I think that's something to it, right? Like, if you want to go into entertainment, or you really want to, if you want to go into anything that you're in, um, you look at the most, a lot of the most successful athletes consistently criticized. You you know, look at King James. Everybody's like, oh my God, he's doing a movie. He's doing, he's talking too much about politics. He's X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Screw him. You look at, or even, you know, he passes too much on the court. Kobe didn't pass enough on the court. Michael Jordan, you know, he, Michael Jordan, too competitive, right? What does that mean? If you're an athlete, how the hell can you be too competitive? The word hate comes up so often oh my god i hate russell westbrook quote unquote you know like okay, that well, you, yeah exactly i don't i don't oh, I love yeah, I know, he yeah, went to you're UCLA. Point. Yeah. yeah exactly um but you know back to like just not letting it deter you um 
for anyone who knows comedy, then you also know that Bill Burr, F is for Family, all that stuff. You know, he's in he's in Mandalorian. He's in he was in Breaking Bad. Like I mean, we're talking about a mega successful um, comedian turned actor turned God knows what else these days. But he's doing very well. Also, it's, a podcaster. Yes, all great podcast. Monday morning podcasts, great man. Right. It's good to know that even right now, Bill Burr has a video on YouTube of him being booed for like 14 minutes straight. I forget. He was performing. He was performing somewhere. I think it was Boston or something. But oh man, that's his hometown too. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, don't quote me on this. It could. It, I know somewhere on the East Coast. It could have been Philadelphia. You're quoted. Yeah, <laughs> you were quoted and online <laughs> but no i mean you know if, if we're ever blessed enough where bill burr takes the time out of his mandalorian driven schedule to watch this then you know he he would agree like there's videos of him being completely booed off stage and he's continuing his performance because he was paid to show up and finish that set so he mm. finished the set mm. even though no one there wanted to hear it because they didn't know who he was at the time and he's just being booed consistently so that just goes to show like he's one of the few greats in comedy of the modern day and even he was booed off of stage not too long ago relatively speaking so with that being said I don't care like you right. know because I I don't remember shows like tonight I remember shows like not the one you were at but like the weekend after that it was great man and like that's why they I like to think that that's why they invite me back right it's not for some token BS reason I mean there's all kinds of people who try to do this regularly in Nashville and it pops up and it fades away and I feel for them because that's a painful feeling mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason I'm getting asked to return right. and I like to think that I'm doing something right regardless of what some crowds like or don't like at the end of the day I'm playing for random people so until I find my culmination of fans that are going to be brought together in one place every night i'm i am it is 50 50 out there yeah i think uh i think one point and then i'll and then i'll go into a kind of closing here it's uh yeah. now five in the morning right oh no it's only three in the morning <laughs> my bad i'm a complete nutter liar Enough we, time to we've got watch two 20 hours minutes now. of matrix and fall asleep let's go yeah. um so uh, another point that I, that I wanted to bring up is you're right, right? Like if you really think about it, if I um, if I asked people, hey, have you listened to Drake today, right? Even Drake, really popular yeah, artist, probably the most streamed on Spotify. Probably yeah. the most streamed by well, not even close. Most people right? are listening to right. him. Yeah, I um, I would wager that one out of every 10 people or you know maybe one out of every 10 people in the united states has believe it or not like i, I mean and that's an incredible lot of that's what 30 it's million listeners it today lot, right know. the 33 million I mean, listeners. he's got like 57 or 8 million per day or something okay like that, so, so two yeah. out of every 10 people yeah one out of every five right so one out of every five people listens to him yeah four out of every five people every day do not listen to drake yeah 
right? Like this is the most incredible artist of our time right now, at least yeah. in terms of streams, in terms of quality, uh, quantitative success. Four out of five people don't listen to him on a daily yeah. basis. That, yeah, yeah. I'll let you continue. I, 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 I've thought about that a lot, but yeah, right. Please continue. And, and so you're right. You, you can't, you can't be looking for that external validation. Yeah. And so um, you can't judge a bad show either. Like there's yeah, people who come to see me, and you got to understand. Some people come to see me on the wrong night, and they feel sorry for me for the rest of the time that they know me. Other people come to see me, and are you serious? Being, well, you know, it's like people see a bad show and they assume that's how it always goes, uh, but, it's, okay. but it's, it's not. Right. And you know, other people come and see me on a good night and they assume that that's how it always goes. It's not either. Right. It, it is. It's not one or the other. It's like mm. it. It's, it changes. It's like until you find that culmination of people, where everyone who shows up is digging it, then that's when you're doing it beyond the bar gigs and and you know which can still be profitable but you know i think everyone wants to show up and play the ryman right i think that's kind of the goal for most musicians is to have your show at a you know place like that um but for now i'm being put in front of these people because some of them not all of them but some of them truly do love what i do right and like that's fine. If I look out at a room when there's 50 people there and like, I don't know, 20, 25 are just applauding to everything I'm doing and like asking me to play originals and do this and that, that's a good percentage amount, man. Like that translates beyond the venue, in my opinion. Mm. That's something that is worth seeking out to bring everyone together eventually so eventually right yeah right yeah man well i'm uh i'm gonna go ahead and put a bow on this real fast i do like bows i i like bows how do you feel about bow ties i prefer them if i uh could find ones that actually suit my personality really yeah not many out there personally not a bow tie kind of guy well nashville's the place to be they have weird things like bow ties Mm. Mm. okay okay I um ultimately I think uh, I think I've got a name for for this podcast right we had we had the working title um I think it should be uh, and and I'll remember this hopefully for the rest of my life um, and I distinctly remember it right now and it's uh, almost photographic in the way that I rem- remember it and it's just you saying I don't really care and I that love sounds that. like something I would have said right episode number one. I don't really care. Like, I think that's so good. I think it's beautiful. I think it's so genuine. Um, it's, it's like a, it's like Courtney Love, like circa nineteen ninety three, like <laughs> right there. I like that. Right. Yeah, right. I can see her saying that. And um, I have to carry that spirit. You know, like think thinking about this and kind of kind of where it went in the last um, last half hour or so. Um, Roderick, it, it it ultimately seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, that. The, the primary way that you kind of, um, that I mean, at least from an external point of view, that it seems like, hey, yeah, he knows what he's doing is right, is the fact that you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, you're going to have nights where everybody's going in and you're loving it, and you're going to have nights when, you know, nobody seems to be responding, and, um, you know, it's it's not as, as um, 
exciting from an external point of view, yet you're up on that stage to do what you want to do, right? You, yeah, like you said, I'm getting paid to play music. Like, bet. Like, come at me. Like, I can't lose this situation, right? You can boo me off. You can boo me as much as you want. I'm not going to leave the stage. Um, and you were talking about how Bill Bear was booed for 14 minutes, and guess what he did? He kept going yeah, because man. he knew... I love these jokes. I love this, you know, you know, I love this song I've written. Um, if other people aren't particularly fans of that, I I understand. I appreciate their input. I'm not going to be straight away from, you're not going to keep me away from what my passions are. Yeah, because I've already seen the other side. Right. And it's not that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why would I focus on that? The 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 best that every right. other thing in life has to be that right. is not your passion pales in comparison to the worst of what is. Yeah. D- d- exactly. Like, don't focus on the negative. Like, not to get political here, because like I I truly don't have like a horse. It's getting political. Yeah. Let's get political. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you look at. With, I'm not going to name any names, but you look at some of the more like heavily approved presidents in U.S. history. Okay, even they had a huge amount of just extreme like denunciations. Right, like it, right. There's no way to win with everybody. Yeah, it's just it is physically and literally impossible to please everybody. You look at bands that sell out baseball arenas five nights in a row. Even they cannot win everybody over. Right. But you know what? When you're making, you know, that much money per night, do you need to? Mm, even, even not go- that it's all about money, but just, right. to, just if you if we have to put a value on it, let's just put a value on it. Like, if you're doing, if you're if you if your bills are paid, and if you're good point, you're making yeah. a living, and 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 you're able to do what you love and pay your cell phone bill, pay your rent pay your car insurance um make investments um um put it toward the craft even further who cares right if you really think about it right if you make if you have what maybe um you know 500,000 listeners a year on Spotify pretty successful career right like especially over the course of a year am well, i well even I if you that? have 2000 and you're making a living that's a successful career you know? right as long as you're as long as you're making it work it's successful yeah you know? even if everybody else Screw is perception. ardently against you yeah just just go with it so, that's it man. i think that people love a genuine person and as we were saying earlier like somebody who just i guess what i'm doing it right my that's name right. is roderick august i'm up on stage right now i've got a cool hat <laughs> got a cool hat and I'm and I'm singing a song I like that no but, feathers yeah but you know leave it up to the people no feather so needed tip me some feathers in that bucket folks yeah, yeah, if, we'll uh, see if you ever see Roderick August yeah. leave some super glue in there man needs a feather yeah. right like he, here's how super the order goes the, 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 the bottom of the list is he'll take a drink after that it goes he'll take cash it's and terrible. after that he will take a feather and then above that if you want a tip uh, music equipment, he's totally down for that. And then after Leave that, me some euros, some euros, and then some euros, some some crepes. And then after that, if you can give this man, if you want to tip him a new Corvette, 
Yeah, that was a little. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a loud Corvette that, that <laughs> just for a little context. I was performing on a on a rooftop uh, tonight, and there was a very loud, um, probably middle aged man driving a Corvette. Right, right. I, I feel like nobody but middle aged to older aged men drive. <laughs> what is that, by the way? Send send in your suggestions to what that is, folks. Please we do. W- we want to know what yeah. the, what what that is all about. So uh, on that note, I'll go ahead and leave it off. But Roderick. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for helping out with all this. By the way, we are in Roderick's studio right now. This is not even... It's a a big statement, but I appreciate that. Oh, it's a a big statement indeed. It's a humble studio. And I'll I'll stand by it. So uh, just just for for anybody who is listening, for for you who is listening right now, um, I'm currently speaking with Roderick August. That is R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K, Roderick. August as in the season A U G U S T love it and uh you Roderick can, yeah R- Roderick is that the proper have I been messing this up I just, I just tell, no no oh, okay it's I was like wow it's like Roderick <laughs> yeah yeah. Hey guys, my name is Ro Derek. Okay. <laughs> my name is Ro Derek. Ro Derek August. Um, oh man. Yeah, Ro Derica. My name is Rod Erica. Yes. August. Yes. Um. You, so we get it right. Yeah. You yeah. can you can find him on Instagram. Um, at uh, Roderick <laughs> Roderick August Music uh, there are no spaces between any of that so it's R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K-A U-G-U-S-T-M U-S-I-C it's important that you use the pronunciation Roderick as you're typing I know you're wondering how is that possible my response is figure it out just think it through just think it yeah, through and, it and, and you'll figure it out yeah um, so yeah uh, Ro. Derek, uh, it was such a pleasure getting the chance to speak with you, and uh, wow, I, I feel like, yeah. So, so for for all of our listeners out there, this is an amazing person, and if you take one thing from our podcast today, just don't really care. Don't really care. And thank also, you, yeah, thank you, thank you for saying Roderick at the end. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I was going to correct. You. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Love you guys. It. Hey, final cheers. Even though we're uh, half empty. Oh, uh, it's it's uh, it's illegal to cheers with an empty glass. That's that's so true. I'll take uh, droplets, a maybe. droplet of a shot if yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been real. Yeah, it's, it's been real. Been wow. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, we're, uh, thank you for listening. Gonna sign off that here. It's been real. There it is. There it is. Have a good night, y'all.